Hey, Matt. Hey, Peter. Happy Tuesday. Thanks. You too. Happy Happy Lockdown Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> are you Are you in lockdown in Austin? Or can uh, you do whatever you want? No. Um, our mayor announced yesterday, I believe, that uh, yeah, only essential, you know, only essential trips and uh, no groups, basically. So it's yeah, the city. The state of Texas is still um, encouraged to socially distance, but nothing legally mandated uh, from the governor. But the mayor stepped in and said, "You know, Austinites, we're going to do, we're going to do the smart thing starting now." I have no idea who the mayor of Glasgow is. <laughs> Never even thought about it. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Like in 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 the United States, I think we're all seeing and looking to our um, state and local governments more than we used to at least a couple months ago because uh, they're the ones who are looking. taking decisive action on you're things. looking for leadership <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and some of them are showing up the people that are a few notches above them yeah yeah that's interesting well in uh here in glasgow i think most people just at least when we turn on the radio or something, we hear from Nicola Sturgeon, the first minister of Scotland, but pretty much anything is decided in London. So uh, Boris Johnson locked down the whole country yesterday. So we can go out for groceries and we can go out for one type of exercise every day. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Just one. Yep. Yeah, they specified you can't play golf, but you can go for a run if you want or a walk. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Well, you guys are at, at this beginning of 21 days, correct? Yeah. And I mean, we've already been doing it for since we came back like nine days ago yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Because so that's been, like what you want to do. <laughs> correct. Yep. So like go out for a couple of walks like during the day and then do, you know, groceries a couple times a week. Yeah. Make sure you have like stuff in the pantry. So you don't need to like go out and buy stuff all the time. And then what we've been trying to do every day, I'm not sure like how this is going to work now, but basically in last week, every day almost we took the car and drove a bit out of the city to like a big park or a forest or something. And then I went for a run and, you know, we just like walked around and just try, try to get outside a bit. And it's just a really nice way to kind of like break up the day when you're just spending most of it in your flat yeah nope that's uh that's good we live on a trail system here our neighborhood connects to a six mile trail nice yeah very lucky and it's you know it's a quality trail it's not just like <laughs> concrete power lines it's uh, got some nature and hills and whatnot so we taking some strolls on that and uh getting some fresh air a couple times a day but yeah a lot of otherwise just a lot of board games and then trying to get back into a groove this week with some kind of schooling and work. Yeah, I can only imagine what it's like when you have children as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you it's can find like a smart way to make them do stuff for you instead. Yeah, it's an extra measure. I mean, we, we're trying to implement, um, you know, not just sit around and kill time and be on devices, but, you know, creativity time, um, exercise time, school time, you know, 
let's use our time for something other than games, but you know, it's also a lot of free time. So find know, a way for I, them to work on summit. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, yeah, that, that'll probably be coming. <laughs> yep. Teach them how to program or something. Yeah. Yeah. One of the kids on Khan Academy does have the computer science and programming uh, lesson. Oh, nice. Open. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome. So uh, should we just do like a few updates? See if we've done anything through this weird work from home time. <laughs> that, that seems fair. <laughs> Very fair. Do you want me to go first? Sure. So um, it's kind of a weird spot for us in general. I'm, I'm kind of like trying to figure out what what the right thing to do is right now, um, especially because this week kind of like is the deadline for coming up with a Q2 plan, which I really want to do. But the thing is, our product right now is it's where like I would say it's pretty feature complete. There's one thing that we don't have that I want us to have, which is team access, but it's not something we like desperately need right now. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not urging to, like it's not super necessary for us to spend time working on a team feature when we don't have any teams that need it. We have a couple of teams, but they just use the same login and that, that's fine for now. Um, but Overall, like the product is pretty awesome and I feel really good about it. And I'm just in general, really excited about what the product can do. Um, and also like a little caught by surprise, I think with how fast we got to that point. Um, like I expected the first two quarters this year to be a lot of product, also a lot of, you know, marketing and stuff like that, but also a lot of product building. But basically in the past two months, like we're pretty much, we have a pretty awesome product and we realized that like we could just keep like adding stuff right now, but that's not, then it wouldn't really be based on user feedback. It would just be speculation and a bunch of time spent on something we don't really need if, or we don't really know that we need. Um, yeah, that's a good, I'd say it's a really good way to look at it because it, you know the first time you said it's pretty feature complete i was thinking the old trope that you know products never done the products never done and you know people that are like products always want to keep working on their product but what you're saying actually is yeah it's not done but we don't have a lot of validated insights into what to do next so rather than just build stuff in random directions or whatever our gut says let's get it out there more yeah like today we added two new recipes today which i guess is technically features but so basically we added the ability to check um if your code is using any php syntax that doesn't work with the php version that you're on so like if you have php 7.4 syntax in your code but you're actually using php 7.1 like that would break if you deployed it but maybe you didn't realize because when you're on your local machine when you're working on it you had 7.4 so we added the ability to do to check against that, and then we added another one for to basically parse your PHP, lint your PHP code, and check if there's any parsing errors in the code. And recipes like that we can add, you know, in an hour or two right now, maybe even less. 
So when I say feature complete, it's like we realize that every time we want to add something now, like we can find a way pretty easily to just add it to what we already have or like solve it with the, you know, the tool that we already have built. So we don't like, we don't have any like big features in front of us where we like, oh, this is the next big thing we really want to tackle. Yeah. Um, so basically, cool. yeah, like obviously the next step is to <laughs> spend a lot of resources on sales and marketing. And in my mind, like as we were re- fit, re- like wrapping up these big product features and promoting them, like we would, ramp up the number of signups and stuff like that and first of all like the numbers are not like uh, we're not at, you know getting the numbers that i want us to get and that i hope we would see at this point um and then just timing wise like right now just feels like such a weird time to just like really go out and you know strike up partnerships and promote your product and stuff like that and like i actually think it's fine to do that because we can't just like spend every awake hour thinking about coronavirus and we're doing a disservice to the economy if we you know if we all just stop working like we have an interest in like you know like keep the wheel spinning especially the ones of us that, that are able to do that i understand that some people can't right now but you know fundamentally like there's not a lot of that's changed in how we run branch mm-hmm. besides like there's a lot of crazy stuff going out uh, going on like outside our windows that we worry about um but it's just timing wise it's just so like like kind of like an awkward moment it feels like <laughs> um so i've been thinking a yeah. lot about like basically what do we do now like why like how basically we want we need more people to use what we have right now and if we can even like get to like a critical mass with the amazing product that we have right now, like we it like nothing is going to be solved by building more. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because your you know your your hypothesis is it's good enough. Yeah, and you know we use it ourselves and we think it's awesome, and you know there's a bunch of people not that many but you know there are people using it and they also think it's awesome so like you know the challenge is finding more of those people and Mm -hmm. finding like a good way to find more of those people i so basically we have realized that we have two problems the one problem is activation and you know we've put a lot of work into improving the product so activation would be better i think we're seeing results, but we just don't have enough volume that we can really say that for sure. And then the other problem is, um, you know, getting more people in the door. So acquisition, basically, those are the main problems we have right now. Um, and basically, last week, I could tell that Bjorn was looking, he was spending a lot of time in our, you know, like, back and looking into all the users and seeing like why why they hadn't activated and he was sort of like thinking about like you know we added these things to the tool that makes it easier for people to get started but like how come so many people still you know sign up but never really get started and like he started looking into that um so it's obvious to me that that's something that he cared about um which i think is really good so basically what I thought was, 
what if we kind of split up the responsibilities and we say, Bjorn, like your job is to figure out why people aren't activating and find ways that make them more likely to activate. And my responsibility is to find more people to, you know, come in the door. And then obviously like that's a very simple way of seeing it. And we would like both of us would be involved in both activities and especially me as the CEO and the founder, like I would be very much involved in all of it, but I just think it's good to like, kind of like have your own responsibility, especially when he's so close with the product now. And he's like, it's so, it's really easy for him to like fix stuff and like add small tweaks um, because he's so much in the code base. So, you know, if he sees something that people are struggling with, like he can just fix it very easily. Yeah. I, what, it's really cool. What I like about that, this goes back to the process uh, diagram that I talked about for, for summits a mm. while ago and was recently Slide visiting, but what she basically just decided is, you know, he's responsible for one process, which is turning, you know, new signups into activated users and yeah. you're responsible for another one, which is turning, you know, people out there in the wild into signups. Yeah. And what's cool about that is um, you didn't say he's in charge of product and you're in charge of marketing. No, it's (laughs) right. Right. So it's like if he suddenly realizes that the way to increase, you know, improve activation is to add something to the marketing site or something like that. Oh, last week when he wrote a guide on how to set up Lighthouse. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't say that's not product. So that's not me. No. Nope. So that's great. Yeah. And a big, like a big thing for me was to make sure that this is something he's interested in doing because, you know, he was mostly hired to do front end development. And, you know, now like last week he wrote a, a guide and, you know, this week I'm asking him to, you know, do look at, you know, customer numbers and talk to customers and like a lot of different things. Um, but I think from what I understood is basically for him, like he cares about, well, move the business forward. Cause if more people are active in the product, it's also more fun to work on the product and it's not satisfying to just build features if no one is using them. Yeah. Um, so this is something I'm thinking about a lot, like for Q2, like basically what is it, what does it look like? Um, and I think um, on the activation side, we're trying to like think about a system we can use for basically customer onboarding and make sure that we follow up with everyone and make sure that we are on top of like where they're at in the funnel. And I've tried to like build small mechanisms for basically monitoring that, but they're just not been good enough. And or I've have I've you know like exported all my users and then like tried to analyze them. But then, you know, a week later you have new users, then do you do that again? Or like, it's better if you have some sort of like continuous flow. And I talked about last time, like the best thing for me, at least is if when there's a new user, like that new user signing up, like adds stuff to my to-do list, that's very like concrete tasks. So instead of like, just Mm -hmm. like having to remember that, sometimes I have to like check in to see if someone is struggling and like reached out to them. Like 
there is like some sort of system that tells me that some user needs to like be reached out to with this kind of outreach and that needs to cool. happen like today right cool yeah um that, that's that's clever so yeah so basically that's something bjorn is working on right now like thinking about how like how can we do that and what do we need and like what what's the information we don't have right now that we need in order to answer the questions we're trying to answer yeah and then on my end yeah sorry did you want to add something no no I, i'm <laughs> i'm still thinking about in my mind the product complete piece as you say all this um but i haven't quite figured it out yet so go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah so on my end i of course like i'm working on the partnerships and um, i'm tr- starting to like slowly try to re- revamp the partnerships and i'm more comfortable like going into the partnership talks with the product we have right now um which feels good um and we have a new kind of like partnership recipe partnership is what i call it like the smallest partnership we do um next week go live um using this the, the structure we talked about last time with like qualified promotions and we've agreed to like something that they'll do um and something we'll do so that's cool to like have some sort of like like try that process next week and see how it goes and then that's a small hosting company but you know it would be cool to scale it up to many more hosting companies. So that's definitely one thing on like the acquisition side is like trying to like get started with more partnerships and kind of like reignite the existing ones that haven't really produced results yet. And then also like the traction book that we've talked about many times, Gabriel Weinberg. um, Yeah. Basically, I think so when we did the repositioning project and I followed um obviously awesome I I just really liked having a framework that I could just follow step by step and I think that's kind of like what I need right now cuz I don't I just need like some sort of process I can follow <laughs> um and business development or partnerships is one of the traction channels in that book so you know I already have a head start there and um yeah, I think so my plan is pretty much to just like kind of like start testing those different traction channels and see if we can ramp up some more like um interest that way. And then the final thing that I thought a, a lot about especially today um I started diving into it a bit is kind of I've been dreading this and we've been talking about it on this podcast as well. Uh-oh. Um by the way, I mentioned paid ads last time and it's just been a disaster so far. Um, but I'll, I'll talk about that another time. Um, but basically direct sales uh, or like Ooh. outbound sales. And Ooh. I'm interested in it as like a short-term like boost <laughs> sort of like strategy. And kind of like what I'm thinking, I'm thinking about like kind of just going like full Nathan Barry on this one. <laughs> and... So he did an interview with Indie Haggers a couple of years ago that I've re-listened to many times about like how he did sales for ConvertKit when he kind of like doubled down. And I've been thinking a few times like, is it like, could I be hitting like the ConvertKit moment, you know, where the product is good and like kind of like finding the right positioning and then like, you know, going after like different niche groups. Um, hmm. 
so like basically what he did was he said okay let's start by like find creating a list of all the paleo bloggers or whatever and you know go through them one by one and like ask them how they feel about mailchimp and then if they didn't like it like sell them convert kit and then quickly like you know it for people in the paleo blogging space they feel like everyone is using convert kit but they aren't like in fact it's just all the paleo bloggers are using convert kit so hmm. like just made me think yep. like what does that that what would that look like for branch if i just really wanted to like because you know there's a lot of time available right now because we don't need to build a lot of stuff and we're all just sitting at home so like doing sales is something you could actually try to do i think <laughs> um what would it look like and i thought about like it could be like the technology they use so like one um wordpress kind of like fra- framework that we support it with branches bedrock uh, which is really cool so like maybe just like go out and find agencies that are using that tool and try to sell it to them um another kind of like random idea i had was what if i just like try to sell it to all the agencies here in glasgow hmm. and then like if i can do that i mean it it you know the gotcha is that maybe like I can't find agencies here in Glasgow that are actually using Git and would need branch. Um, but like mm-hmm. if I could do that and then, you know, next month I go to Edinburgh like an hour away and sell it to all the agencies there. Like it's probably like, you know, it's easier to sell it to the Glasgow agencies because, you know, I even know some of them or like, you know, just the fact that they build all the websites for all like, you know, the beer sh- store around the corner or like a restaurant I like to go to you know, it'd just be easier to start talking to them. And then, you know, if you get all the ones in Glasgow, like maybe you can get all the ones in Edinburgh. And then like after that, maybe you can get all the ones in Manchester or then maybe you can get a lot of the ones in London. Um, So like that's super random because it's like a random thing to segment on a city for like when you're selling a SaaS product, it feels yeah. like. But I just did a Google search for WordPress, ba- like WordPress agencies based in Glasgow and and like the most interesting ones i just put in a notion document and i found 37 of them like that's quite a that's quite a more than i thought that would be actually just here in in my city <laughs> yeah i think i think the trick is going to be you know so yeah the, the, you're kind of like okay it's hunting season yeah and, it's uh, really hunting season got my permit and uh turns out that there's a bunch of you know things in my backyard um that, and it's legal uh <laughs> but the, 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 i think the uh challenge is almost too strong a word but like my advice might be really ahead of time define what it is you're trying to learn and gain from yeah. this so that it's clear you know while you're in the middle of it you can kind of remind yourself of that. Like I wasn't doing this to build all of my revenue. I'm doing this to blank, you know, because like, cause otherwise you're going to sit there and like, there's going to come a moment where you're like, wait a minute with the amount of time and effort I put into this, I'm only going to charge them blank. Yeah. Right. And so like, well, it it maybe, maybe that's all you're going to do because this doesn't have to be, these sales don't have to be profitable. You're doing them to build up a critical mass within that community, right? Which is different than 
you know, the reason of let's get some profitable sales in the door. You want to be able to explain this to yourself is what I'm saying. Yeah. And what I thought about earlier was that, you know, these might not be the right customers and they might not be the customers I want. And they might not even like it just with the ones I found in Glasgow, like it might be that two of them are using Git. So they might not even be relevant to talk to. But with the new positioning around like WordPress deployment and like branch as a deployment tool, I think I I just been become really interested in talking to more agencies and kind of like try to sell branch to them as like a tool that agencies just should use. Like it's, it should just be a tool that all agencies use because it's so obvious. Um, so the the interesting part would be to basically talk to these agencies and kind of like cold sell something that hopefully is really valuable for someone who runs like a local WordPress agency because that's most agencies, right? Um, they serve like they're building websites, but usually they're building it for like their local community. Um, and most of them, they aren't part of the WordPress community. You know, they're not, they don't follow me on Twitter and they don't go to WordPress meetups and stuff like that. So they don't, they don't probably don't care about like how cool I am or like how cool branch is. Like they'll really, like what they really care about is, the problems that it might solve for their agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of like what I think is interesting. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's something that, <laughs> you know, it was something I thought about a lot today and I built that started building on like kind of like the spreadsheet because I'm really like just brainstorming ideas. And when you said hunting season, I think you're right. Like that's kind of like how it feels right now. Cause Mm -hmm. that's, that's really, you know, that's the main thing (laughs) that we have to do right now. You know, the economy looks uh, bad (laughs) and we got a lot of time on our hands and we have a limited runway. So like, what are you going to do? (laughs) <laughs> try to make some money yeah. <laughs> yeah well i appreciate the tone of that and i think i think it's going to come down to your you know your okrs for for q2 probably and yeah. just how you choose to write those and is this you know the most important key results the second most important is this one of three one of two one of one right like how much how much concentration are you going to give this? I, d- I don't feel like this could be the only thing you do. No, right? no. Because you're, you you want that, you still want that scalable background hum of signups and activity. But that's but the traction. Like that's you're kind of yeah. galvanizing it with this. That's maybe. the traction book. And I think even the, the sales approach is one of the, of the traction channels in the book. Mm-hmm. So like you can, you could basically you can phrase it as one of the experiments, right? And they, I think in the book, they say that you should have three experiments running at one time. So like, let's say we try partnerships, uh, sales, and paid ads, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like to see what results you get from the different channels. I, I could be misunderstanding though, but what I'm I'm saying is I don't think you're doing, 
I don't think you're setting up a sales channel. I think you are just galvanizing interest among a market that references itself for the sake of jumpstarting interest in your product. Mm-hmm. But you know, unless unless what you're doing is that, like in, in other words, you're going to figure out what to. You're going to figure out how long it takes to talk to these folks. You're going to figure out what it takes to convince them. You're going to figure out if, if you need to go in person and meet with them and what you need to show them and all that. And you're actually considering figuring out a price that makes it all worth it. And like, this is something that you end up doing long-term like with, with that in mind, with the goal in mind of doing this long-term like, uh, okay. And you could always leg into that uh, from the other, but it sounded to me more like you were just trying to, be opportunistic and not worry about the economics of it pretty much at all other than get positive revenue in the door probably um i'm not going not i'm not going to worry about the economics too much i think but i think um probably a word i should use at least together with sales is customer development because i think yes the main problem we have, right? Like the reason we need more people through the door is not just because of the revenue. It's also to prove that the product is working. And so it's like, we just need to like pour more leads through the funnel. Yep. So, you know, last time I talked about spending some money on paid ads. So that's maybe potentially one way, like starting to, you know, emailing 37 um agencies in my local area is another way um posting yeah, a lot so on twitter is another way yeah so what you could be saying here is we think the product is good enough for these agencies we think that we don't know how to reach them efficiently yet yeah but we're gonna we don't we don't care about that we, we're gonna learn a bunch of stuff that's gonna help us figure out how to reach them efficiently in the future we realize that literally our founder going door to door is not that yeah but that doesn't matter because what we're actually trying to figure out is is the product good enough for them if you figure out it's good enough for them then you could shift your attention to how do i reach you know 500 of these because this method of me going door to door isn't going to work and hiring somebody to go door to door for x hundred dollars a month is also not a good answer so that'll be the next thing you solve. But just knowing that it's good enough for agencies would actually be, I assume, really insightful. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. I mean, it's important for us to know the answer to that. And, you know, I think I still believe that partnerships with hosting companies is a good long-term strategy, but it's not, it's not helping us right now. And it would actually be easier to do well with that if we had more agencies on it already. So it's it's solving a short-term problem, I think. And, you know, we talked about last time, like basically my objective was to 10x the amount of signups we get. So maybe go up from two a day to 20 a day. And then after that, like you think about, okay, how can we 10x that? And then yeah, that's a different I, answer. My gut tells me, and this could be wrong, that with hosting companies, they are interested in you and will continue to be because it's new, it's shiny, it's the future. Yeah. But especially in times like this, people contract into the mission critical stuff. And unless they see you as 
mission critical. Like the fun, fundamentally, we have to figure out how to work with branch despite what's going on with the rest of our business. Yeah, yeah. The hosting channel is going to slow down because you're just not a high enough prior innovation in R and D oftentimes in these kinds of environments really gets the short, short end of the stick and that uh, short stick. And that doesn't, this doesn't make sense actually, because you should, should be figuring out how to innovate in these times. But a lot of times people just sort of, they retreat to what's, you know, more proven and that could be a challenge with hosting. I don't know. But yeah. And that's, that, that is my worry. Like, that's why, like, that's kind of like part of what I mean when I say the timing is a bit awkward. Like now we're ready (laughs) with like this Mm -hmm. awesome product. And we've been laying the groundwork for like these different strategies, like partnerships. And we were like repositioned everything on our website and, you know, kind of like tried to get everything ready. And then there's a freaking pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the, the thing is, Oh, the weird thing is that WP Pushers had a really solid month uh, in March so far. Hmm. And I'm not sure why, but like, I think maybe just like, maybe there's a lot of developers at home, like with more time on their hands, like to play around with new tools and be creative. I don't know. Yeah. Is it possible that there's some slack in the system um, where people this this is the get up and make coffee and end up spending 35 minutes talking to your coworker time <laughs> yeah and instead people are like i be. guess i'll just go look for something else on the internet yeah it could be or like <laughs> yeah you know it's uh, interesting at least so wp pusher sales hasn't slowed down it's the opposite um but yeah at the same time it'd be nice to use that as an excuse for branch right <laughs> oh for sure well, you can always you can always use a pandemic as an excuse if you want to. <laughs> Got to be careful with that, but it's always possible. <laughs> yeah, so oh, that's that's really what's on my mind these days. Like, just so this week, I'm just like doing random things, just kind of like um, broadening my mind a bit and brainstorming, and then hopefully there'll be a be a Q2 plan in the end of that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, thanks for your input. <laughs> you know, I you know I'm pretty good for that usually. Yeah, I don't know whether it's good, but it's I'm good for it. <laughs> usually, pretty pretty good. Yeah. So, cool. uh, what's up with you? Um, you 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 got a Q two plan? I do, I do. I I have a I have a roadmap actually that goes out to the end of the year oh, uh, at this point. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a? Can you tell us what's going to happen? Uh, <laughs> with the virus as well do you have that modeled in um nope it's tough he, humans are very tricky to uh to put into a forecast um, yeah it can be done but yeah it depends on how cynical you are <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i i spent time working on this um really over last week which was spring break for my family um so just here and there when I mean, we were not doing what we planned to do during spring break anyway. So it was kind of a, you know, go take a walk, play a game, do something. And and when I was feeling like I didn't want to lose momentum on the business, I would sit down at a Trello board and just write down things on cards. That was kind of like a, it was a nice way to save things that were in memory, literally in memory and just yeah. get them on a page and say, here's all the stuff that was going on before this uh, virus situation here's all the things I was thinking about doing 
let me put them into an easy to shuffle around format and just think about the next six, nine months because, you know, I just raised money. I'm happy to say I'm good for 12 to 18 months, depending on how I spend it. So it's a good time to take advantage of that and actually plan out the future. What did the Trello book look like? I'm just always interested in like brainstorming techniques and like what, what columns did you have? And yeah, so I ended up with a, an ideas column. So that was the first one. Um, and then a Q2 column and a Q3 column. Nice. And then, the, then one last column, which was called acquisition channels and just all the ways that I think I could get new users. Um, so that's a nice know, those need business. Format. Yeah. Acquisition channels need business development. So each of those cards kind of needs its own uh, thought space or thoughts, if you will. So I've got one for organic content tutorials. I've got one for, you know, Quora. It's like that was a little bit more of a, you know, where could I camp out online and, and get users, right? Yeah. Kind of thing. I got one for indie hackers, one for podcasting. So th- all the different acquisition channels, each one of those has a card. Um, and then... Um, which is a bit of a non sequitur from the column before that, which is Q3. So I didn't bother with Q4. I think it's too far into the future. Mm-hmm. The ideas, you know, the Q2, Q3, and ideas columns will populate the Q4 column undoubtedly when yeah. the time comes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so I don't, I don't need to try to plan that out. But, um, but yeah, and then I just, you know, put in um, product developments that product developments and integrations that I feel are going to be. Yeah, must do between now and and the end of the year. And then when do I think of doing them? And then vertically, the position of a card in the column uh, is its um, kind of its importance times its urgency. So, Mm. you know, top priority things at the top of each column. Um, And yeah, kind of gives me a feeling for what I want to attack next. And I like that. um, Yeah. And I also wrote down some you know, some beliefs that I have, um, with what's going on right now. So, you know, I have, and I adopted a lot of lean methodology for this. So there's, um, kind of growth hypothesis and value hypotheses. It's how, is how, um, lean startup splits them out. So, you know, on the growth side, I have a bunch of thoughts around, you know, what, what do I believe? What am I assuming it will take or what will, what will happen to drive adoption or more, more users actually. So, um, engagement, adoption, users, et cetera. And then on the value side, it's really product for product's sake, if you will, like product for value's sake, you know, I believe that founders will leave Excel financial modeling for summit. You know, that's, I think that's already happening. Mm. I think it's going to happen more. Um, you know, and then I actually have another one that says the current environment is highly conducive to summit's value proposition. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so all these different, thoughts around the value of the product and then other ones around the growth so i can go through those and think through like what evidence do i have for those what evidence do i need to bolster my belief in those or what 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 evidence would invalidate those is really a scientific approach like you can falsify the one where it says founders are leaving excel for summit by let's go find some people who still are clinging to their G sheets that are users. I could pull all my users right now and say, Hey, out of you who are using it regularly, are you still using a Google sheets? And if so, why? Yeah. And you know, that would give me a bunch of feedback on what it would take to make this true, you know? Um, 
and I think it needs to be true, but yeah. So I, so I wrote those down as well. So it was really, um, yeah, really felt good. I will say, I think I'm going to steal know, this that was, format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'll, I'll invite you to the, to the board, but it's, it's, uh, it was a way of, yeah, just paving, paving things out. I think part of this was kind of closing one eye and then closing the other eye. So like part of it says, assume that distribution is not an issue. What's the product that you would build in confidence? Like, what do you have confidence about? Assuming you didn't have to worry about distribution, right? Mm. And then then the other one is like kind of closing the other eye, if you will, is like, okay, assuming the product was everything you wanted it to be, what channels would you be working on? You know, and who would you be going after? And so it, it, it's like, oh, yeah, if, if the product was everything I dreamed it could be, man, I'd be hitting this hard. I'd be going after these people. I'd be selling, you know, I'd be, I'd be doing this and doing that. And then, you know what I mean? So then you kind of have yeah. this, okay, you know, basically what this says is you need to now figure out the, you know, right foot, left foot you need to, to take to maybe keep those two going, kind of, kind of positive feedback loop in that case. Um, so that's what I did. And, uh, yeah, and I, and I, I'm happy to say I did leave some things in the ideas column, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to build everything that comes to mind. Um, did you add a, but, did you add premium to the ideas column? Um, <laughs> premium I, didn't version. Even, I didn't even add premium to this. <laughs> um, this was solely about adoption and traction. I, be, and the reason is I, I already believe that I have a premium product in the works. Like I believe I'll convert an extra couple customers this month, um, that I'm, I'm working with you one-on-one. Um, I understand. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm taking the bait. I'm nibbling it just slightly, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm going to add a couple customers this month. And because of that, I'm really not worried about the premium version to me. If I create all this value and I already know how the premium version is working, it's, it's going to be fine, man. It's going to be fine. So I'm, I'm not worried about that and uh i am i'm not the, really under the gun the thing about closing one eye at a time <laughs> you just mm-hmm. described that's probably what i should have done a couple of months ago because i'm kind of like in the camp now where i feel like i have a really good product yeah, and uh, you my main well. like traction hypothesis didn't work fast enough <laughs> mm. so they got out of sync a bit yes Yep. And that's very normal. I, I call it kind of the, um, the way I felt about that when I was bootstrapping my last company was, you know, sometimes you feel like you're running a restaurant and you have to be the, you know, the maitre d', the executive chef, the cook, <laughs> the, <laughs> the bus, the busser. And you're like, how can I make progress on multiple fronts? It's, it's just super hard, but, yeah. but you kind of, so, so then the trick is like, how do you switch in and out of those? modes such that things are as seamless as they can be yeah you know and i did by the way i did um i did also build this um kind of blind to resource requirements like ignoring resource requirements for this exercise it was if i have this i will find resources if this works (laughs) you know i will find the resources to apply to it so it wasn't a resource constrained exercise. It was a, again, 
imagine this, imagine that. Mm. And really the whole time, imagine you had the resources you needed to do this. It's really good. And yeah, I think if you can be realistic, you know, as a, if you can be realistic, if you have management experience, you can look at these cards. You should be able to, and just think, yeah, what does staffing this look like? And, you know, if you come away in the staffing plan is I need 30 people, uh, you might have a problem. I came away with, you know, a team of three to six kind of, kind of up and down, just depending on, you know, if you said full bore on all these things, um, yeah, it's kind of a team of four or five by the end of the year. And I don't know if that's what I'm going to end up doing, but it also felt good to kind of size that. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's what I, that's what I did. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that was Ooh, the manager. Good, uh, inspiration there, I think. Uh, it, it does feel good. Um, the other thing the manager did is I had a conversation with a with a venture capitalist yesterday, and uh, they reached out to me, and it was cool because it was it was personalized. It was not a it was not a lead development rep robo email <laughs> from a private equity or VC, which I know we all get. It was actually a personalized email, which was very very nice to get and um, it was a vc that i very happy to talk to so um he had taken a specific interest in what i'm doing and actually understood the space and so i just spent it was really refreshing to spend 30 minutes on a call like that really energized about the product and the market yeah that's really cool yeah yeah i've done a lot of pitches um over 100 this was not a pitch this was just a let me put it this way. I've also done those kinds of early conversations with VCs and they end up being pitches, even though the VC claims they're just trying to get to know you. Yeah. Like they put you on the defensive almost immediately. And you know all this, like there was none of that here. It was just tell me what your work, you know, I, I want to learn more about how you're approaching this. And I already believe in the market. Yeah. And I already believe in the, in the need for the product in this category. So I would love to just learn about, like how you're approaching it and understand, you know, how you're thinking of, you know, growing this thing over the next 12 months or 18 months. And, uh, so he was, was really cool. He was more interested in the space actually than just in, like he wasn't, you know, just, you know, someone who listened to the podcast or like followed you on Twitter or something like he was also right. like interested in the space. Yeah. His firm had done a kind of a 360 degrees analysis of, um, kind of let's just call it finance as a category and they came to the conclusion that you know the space i'm in which is to say planning and forecasting is really it wasn't clear to them who is going to be like what you know what are people going to be doing in that space five ten years from now mm. and it was like well we know one thing it's not going to be a bunch of excel spreadsheets we don't think right yeah so so what is it going to be? And um, it was really cool when somebody comes into a conversation with me, believing that already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know, as opposed to tell me why this is going to be better than Excel. I mean, the, the answer really is at some point, this is not a two-dimensional arithmetic solution, right? Or problem. Like people are going to look at this and say, you can do this in two dimensions in Excel. It's just going to be obvious that that's not a viable solution. Um, but that's like years from now, maybe, um, 
but it was really refreshing. And, um, yeah, I felt really good about the conversation. I, you know, he, he knows we both know that I'm not raising money right now, but definitely someone I want to talk to again as I yeah, work on this roadmap and who knows some number of months from now, um, would be a great conversation to, uh, keep going and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. That's sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so that was the, all the manager stuff, uh, in the last, I'd say three or four days on the maker's side, real, real easy. I <laughs> had a couple of bugs to fix. So it's always nice. It's always nice to have bugs. No, it's, it's always <laughs> nice to be able to come back from a break and say, I'm just going to go into century, you know, go into whatever your tool is, find the route and fix it and push it, push a, a fix. So always nice I to have something yesterday. to do when you're stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's just that, it's that cold start problem. Of yeah. Like true. It's, it's like having a manager come to you and say like, here is all of the scope and context and everything you need in a box. Just open it up and solve this today. Always so save a few bucks for when you need to get started. <laughs> <laughs> Sandbag bucks. That's great. Um, yeah. So I, I, I did that and that felt great. So I'm feel like I'm ready to probably today I will focus on um, these power user. I, I don't want to call them that actually. Well, I guess, I mean, it's, it's really the, the handful of early adopters. I'm going to focus on them today, make sure that they have what they need. And um, you know, if there's any left time left over, there probably won't be, but if there's any time left over, I'll probably flesh out some of these cards a little bit more, but uh, yeah, that's the maker. When you say early adopters, is that people already using, the product like active yeah. users right now or people the, you're in the middle of onboarding or yeah those are the people i'm working with one-on-one -on -one to onboard to the premium uh, yep to the premium version exactly nice and uh, i got some clear marching orders from them that we agreed on uh, last time i talked before the break so i should make some progress on those and uh, like i said get those deals get those customers signed up for the paid version by the end of the month should be doable um you know, I, if, if I have a good maker week, I think so. Nice. Which will be, yeah, which will be, um, doubling my revenue. <laughs> so there's, wow, that's there's high leverage vanity, vanity stat for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Still a long way from break even, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and those are lighthouse customers though. So just to be clear, I mean, the, the, the leverage is going to come off of the name brand that it is and saying, these guys are customers. They're happy. That's going to be really, really awesome. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to hold you any longer than there's money to be made. <laughs> That's right. Let's go do it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Talk to you later. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Right. See you, Peter. Bye. Bye.